witches. I'm Felicia. And I'm Holly. Join us as we embark on a journey to discover the ins and outs of witchcraft and what it means to be a witch in today's world. Grab your grimoires, your crystals, and a hot cup of tea, and let's get get spooky. Hey, girl. <laughs> How are you? I'm turning 29 this weekend. What? That's so exciting. It's your birthday. It's my birthday. I'm so excited for you. Mm. I can't wait to see you. <laughs> I'm excited for that, too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, other than that, uh, life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you keep on living. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like oh. we've said it a million times in the last few weeks that life is just like it's so fucking busy right now. Like personal yeah. wise, professional wise, emotionally, physically, <laughs> all of the above. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Like um, from today until uh, September 10th, I will have one day off. <laughs> Gross, dude. <laughs> And that day is September 4th. So (laughs) So it's not even like in the middle. (laughs) No. Just at the the end there. And then I have another work week after. Yeah. I feel it, dude. I feel it, man. It's fucking, it's shit. It's such shit. I feel (sighs) it. Like, I'm the same way with school right now. Like, literally yesterday, I had to come home and I had a fucking partial part of an assignment to finish. And I had worked like a 14-hour day and I was like tapped the fuck out. Right. Yeah. Right. I even had to cancel recording with you because I was like, I can't. I can't do it. (laughs) No, I know. I'm going to (laughs) die. So if this is coming out later than usual, I'm so sorry. It's because I can't. I just can't life. Can't life. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Such is life when you work at a place that has four employees and two of them decide to take off on a three-week-long vacation. That's fucking crazy, dog. <laughs> That's cr- Holly's giving two thumbs up right now for everybody who can't see her. <laughs> Psychotic grin. Psychotic. <laughs> yeah. Fully manic at this point. <laughs> it's fine. It's totally fine. They're yeah. entitled to three weeks of vacation. We just like we're expecting them to do it at the same time. No, that's fair. Oof. And that's like, well, yeah. It's just shit. It's shit until it's over. Yep. That's the best way to explain it. <laughs> yep. It is what it is. Yeah. No reprieve. <laughs> like, yep. But you'll do it. You'll be all right. It's going to suck, but you'll survive. Yeah. I don't really know what else to say other than that. There's no like, it'll be all right. No, it won't. It's going to suck. <laughs> we just acknowledge it. <laughs> Accept <All right>. it. <laughs> I'm going to mention for the podcast that the two people that are taking off on this two-week vacation are my parents. It's a family-owned business. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not just like talking shit about like coworkers. No, it's mom and dad. Yeah, and they knew it was my birthday, and they were like, "Yeah, fuck it, whatever, let's go." <laughs> oh, you fucking kill me! <laughs> I just want to hug you. <laughs> it's good, good. A virtual hug. It's how I felt for you last last fortnight. week. Yeah, last fortnight. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> See, a fortnight is two weeks, right? Yeah, we're always here for one another. <laughs> Said it a million times. We'll say it a million times again. <laughs> man, oh man. I do have one. Um, I do have one bright light in my horizon that I'm looking forward to. Ooh, and what is it? The Royal Fable. Are you going? Oh, yeah, I'm going. Oh, that's going to be so much um, fun. It's going to be so good. I'm already like almost done my costume mike's gonna be a mushroom amazing um, <laughs> amazing 
Yeah. I yeah. can't wait. I I want to go, but I'm like, honestly, the reality of it is like, I'm going to be fucking drained and I don't want to yeah. be the guy that's like, yeah, I'll go. And then just doesn't. So. Right. So. Sometimes well, you have to accept and it your wasn't limits. Gonna be, wasn't gonna have, it wasn't going to be able to be that anyways, because we had to buy tickets like then. So. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But, uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. At I least can't. There's that. I can't wait to go with you next year, because if you really like it, I would love to go with you guys next year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. why not? Right. Yeah. We're going to reuse our costumes for it for Halloween, I think. Cool. Well. Get double use out of it. Well, if you're not doing anything for Halloween, I uh, we're doing a haunted walk through our yard. So nice. <laughs> now we're turning our house into a bit of a haunted house. So yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, because I bought a 12 foot skeleton <laughs> <laughs> on an impulse buy at three in the morning because I have insomnia. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's so cool. It's is so it like, cool. Is it the Home Depot one? Like yeah. the classic one? But yeah. it's not the skeleton. It's the Inferno Pumpkin King. So it's the Pumpkin King that like lights on oh, fire. Nice. Yeah. Fucking dope. Mint. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I wish I had money for that kind of stuff. I'm spending it all on costumes. Oh, dog. I don't have money for that kind of stuff. I made a very Fair. hardcore impulse buy that I am greatly paying for. And also, Fair. I don't know if I told you this either, but... um. Remember that coolant leak I had? Mm-hmm. Turns out it was a way bigger fucking problem than I thought it was. And um, it's a $4,300 repair that my car's in the shop for right now. Woo! Woo! I feel you. I feel yeah. you. I, feel I you. bought that fucking stupid thing. And then two days later, I was like, oh, yeah, take my car in, get it checked out. And they were like, uh, you're fucked. And I was like, great. <laughs> great. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of unexpected expenses. Yeah. <laughs> And impulse buys. Okay, so we bought these tickets for the this fable. Thing. Yep. Um, and then that was on I think Thursday. Yeah. Saturday, I'm on my way to work at the salon, and I take a different route than I normally take because the route I normally take has construction on it. I'm running okay. a little bit behind, and I was like, this area doesn't have construction. I go a little bit faster. Yep. I'm going too fast, and I get pulled over. No. Mm. No. Fuck. So I got a ticket for doing um, over the speed limit. Yeah. And then surprise, my registration was out of date. So Fuck I also off. had a ticket for an unregistered vehicle. Which is and not I, fucking cheap. And then I had to go and register my vehicle. So all in all, that was about a $600 whoopsie. <sighs> Fuck. So good thing I bought those tickets Before. on Thursday. <laughs> That's how I felt about the pumpkin king dog. Yeah. <laughs> Because if that, if I would not, I would not have bought nope. the tickets after that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, no, ma'am. No, dude, I get it. Oh. I totally, I literally, okay, I bought Bellamy a gift. I got you a gift and I got my mom a gift and then I bought yeah. myself a gift and then I got a $4,300 expense and I was like, well, you know, <laughs> Alex is making really good money, so <laughs> he can pay for the car. <laughs> perfect yeah i'm like alex that's driving it half the time anyways exactly i'm like this is half your car and i paid for the last bill (laughs) yeah (laughs) yep yeah so i'm like enjoy anyways well you know what i feel like this month's um tarot reading was fucking on point for both of us as the month unfolds i'm seeing yeah yeah i fully agree and you know what else is a really good for uh form of fortune telling Holly? What? Uh, Tassography, which is what we're talking about today. Oh, my God. Wow. (laughs) You like that transition? (laughs) I do. (laughs) Oh, so it's uh, Tassiography is what it's called, which I would like to say that I absolutely fucking butchered the name of this. And after watching (laughs) quite a few videos and 
checking everything. It's actually tassiography. So tass... Tassiography. Tassiography. So yeah, completely butchered the name, but hey, I'm on track this time. So... (laughs) Perfect. Everything is a learning opportunity here, Holly. (laughs) Every day. Every day we learn something new. Yeah, right? And today, it's tassiography. (laughs) Yeah. So um, last week, we started our journey through tea magic by talking a bit about the history and the industry of tea and how it became globally popularized in households from China to Japan to, you know, Ethiopia to Canada to England, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we also talked about the types of teas and their magical properties. And we even got to look at some amazing tea ceremonies and practices from around the world. So yeah. in all of those stories, we got a really high level overview of tea and its introduction to the world of magic. And in this week's episode, we're going to narrow our focus down onto a much more specific form of definition called tassiography, which is the art of reading tea leaves. Okay. So you'll see why I had to do the preface episode later on in this episode. It just makes things flow a lot nicer. So Okay. Yeah. As always, let's start with a little bit of history about what tassiography is and where it came from. So in its most basic form, tassiography, also known as tassiomancy, tassiology, or tassioology, Mm -hmm. is a form of divination in which the practitioner interprets patterns in tea leaves, coffee grounds, or even in wine sediments to predict future events. Oh, okay. Yes. Right? So it's it's the grim. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, the entire time I was writing this episode, I'm like, call me Trelawney. Because my my hands are as dry as the books that I so desperately cling to. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Oh, my God. So this form (laughs) of divination, like many others, does not have an exact point of origin. However, it's believed that Tassiomancy followed the trade routes of tea and coffee distribution and production, and it's closely related to the Romani people. Okay. It's kind yeah. of, it's, it's most closely related to the Romani people. So because of their nomadic lifestyles, this really contributed to the widespread of Tassiomancy across the world. That's interesting too, because tarot, I think. Is closely linked to is- the... Yeah, the Romani people as well. Yeah, Yeah. super cool. So Tassiomancy was more commonly practiced, however, by both Baltic and Slavic nations throughout history. So it's really, yeah, it's really popularized in, yeah, Baltic and Slavic nations. Okay. Tassiography has been in many regions with slight variations in its methodology as well as in its symbol interpretation. So really, depending on who you learn this from and where you're learning this from, there are going to be so many different variations of the ritual, variations of the tea use, variations of like the symbol interpretation. Like it really is such a like a oral tradition that depending on who you go to see and where they learned it from, it can be different. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. As most things in the occult are, there's no one way to practice, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's no uh, hard and fast rules when it comes to tassiography. (laughs) I mean, that tracks. Yeah. (laughs) So it is, uh, it's not considered a closed cultural practice. However, 
oftentimes it is traditional to ask permission from a Romani elder as a sign of respect as it's been a really influential cultural practice to the Romani people for a long time. Oh, yeah. So not a closed practice, but if you're going to practice in the presence of Romani people, like it is culturally accepted to ask permission. Yeah. Or at least for a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So according to different sources... Coffee fortune telling first appeared in the Ottoman Empire in the palaces in about the 1500s, right, is the first like real mention that we have of it. So Arabic coffee culture later spread from Yemen to the rest of the Middle East, the Ottoman Empire, and the Balkans, and then to many other parts of the world there thereafter, to where it developed into what we know today as tea leaf reading. But it very much had its roots in coffee grounds. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, that, that that would make sense, right? Because they wouldn't have like filters for coffee really back no. then either. Yeah. Right. So. You don't have infusers or steepers like we do today, right? Mm-mm. Yeah. So ew. I love this. So it's like it's said that the concubines in the Ottoman harem used tassiography when they would drink coffee with one another and tell each other's fortunes as a way to chat and gossip with each other. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there, man. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I love it. Right. Because you have to think like <laughs> you think about the lives of these women in this time period, like, you know, if she breathes, she's a witch, right? So, well, yeah, it's a, it's a, it was a common way to practice without practicing, if that makes any and sense. Also, to you know, spend time with your friends. Yeah, spend time with your shoot friends. The shit shoot and the give shit. You something to talk about. Absolutely right. So very much used in like gossip and chatting and 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 telling each yep. other's futures. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fun. Yeah. So tassiography made its way into European countries around the 16th century and became very popularized as it was a way for women to practice witchcraft without the fear of government or churches or everybody else who demonized the practice. Right. Because as a fortune teller or a tea leaf reader, as a practitioner at all, you know, you're not practicing witchcraft. You're just having a cup of tea with your girlfriend. (laughs) Exactly. You know what I mean? You're not a witch. You're not coming. This is Tea Time Tuesday. I don't know what to tell you. Girl, I don't know what you're talking about. We're literally just gossiping, talking about our hair. (laughs) (laughs) No way did I tell her her husband's about to die. (laughs) Mm -mm. Right. So. Um, And now, tassiography is a very common practice among fortune tellers, witches, and many other occult practitioners in modern day. But it can also be practiced by anyone because at a minimum, deciphering the shapes and images the tea leaves leave behind after drinking a cup of tea is an exercise in intuition and connection to your internal guide. Oh, At a minimum, okay. right? Cool. So now that we got a little bit of history and we kind of know a little bit about it, how do we practice uh, tassiography? Yeah. So before you gulp down that tea and begin searching the bottom of your cup for meanings unknown, there are some tips and rules to follow and observe while doing this, as with all, all right. things. Give them to me. So number one, picking your tea. So I'm not going to go too much into this because we spent a lot of time last episode, which is why we spent time last episode talking about tea and their magical properties, right? So picking your tea is essential for what you're trying to hone in on during your reading. So if you're going into a reading looking to talk about love or you're wanting to talk about health or you're wanting to look at stress and anxiety, there's different types of teas and different types of properties that you would use in those readings, right? Yeah. So just as a refresher, here's a few. So white tea is beneficial for cleansing oneself or providing protection, right? 
matcha is beneficial for mental clarity and overall health and well-being. Yeah. You've got chamomile, which is good for improving sleep and relieving stress and anxiety. Yeah. Green tea, beneficial for healing, creating mindfulness, bringing positive energy, those types of things. Health, right? Black mm-hmm. tea is kind of our like base tea, but it's typically for like strength, happiness, repelling negative energy. But it's a, it's a good base for everything. Yeah. And then you've got oolong. Yeah. And then you've got your oolong, which is like wisdom, intelligence, deeper connection, things like that, right? So first step, and go ahead, yeah. And the fruit teas for love. For love, exactly. For love. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> so um, yeah, so that's why we like talked a lot about tea and its magical properties and picking tea and how you infuse your teas and things like that because in a tea reading, everything is important. Like we talked about last time with tea, like Absolutely. how you how you brew it, how you steep it, what tea you pick, what you do with it, how you prepare it. It's all important, right? Mm-hmm. So step one, pick your tea. Do you want to know how to pick your tea? Go back to the last episode and listen. <laughs> uh, find uh, it yourself. Exactly. <laughs> so it's also highly recommended that you use loose leaf tea as loose leaves are typically larger. So you wouldn't want to do something like cut open a tea bag because they really. Uh, that would be so bad. Yeah. Well, they really refine it as well. Right. So you want like large leaves that are more suited to forming recognizable symbols and figures at the bottom of a teacup. Right. You don't want to yeah. use something that's like a speckle, which you could because you think about coffee grounds. That's very much like that. But tea leaf reading in itself is very like the leaves are the star of the show here. Yeah. The, it's literally called tea leaf reading. Yes, exactly. So Not many tea powder. <laughs> tea powder. Yeah. <laughs> so many tassiography experts also recommend to avoid using teas with fruits or flowers as they will obstruct reading the leaves. And okay. also they they advise to leave out any additions that you may enjoy in your tea, like milk or sugar while doing it. You just want basic mm-hmm. tea, right? So next thing that we want to look at in our tassiography um, how-to is picking your teacup, right? So picking the right cuppa. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's important, but it is very important in tea yeah. reading. Yeah. Because you need, don't you need one with a get that's, you know what you're going to tell me anyways. I am going to tell you. Up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so when choosing a cup, it is suggested, especially for beginners, to use a white or a very light colored cup without yep. any patterns, nothing like that. Typically, you want it to be wider, right? Like you think of a traditional teacup, wide mouth, more narrow bottom, typically a handle of some sort yeah. that you want right so um yeah because you want you want to be able to see the outlines and the dots of the tea leaves really clearly right and it's like a bowl with a handle it, you got it girl that's exactly <laughs> that's a great way to explain it yeah so you really want to be able to see the tea leaves against whatever it is that you're reading and obviously as you practice more and you you get better at doing this you can start to incorporate designs of different types right so mm-hmm. If you are more practiced and you want to step it up a notch, there's different sets of cups that are made specifically for reading tea leaves. Really? There is. And the three most popular ones, I'll tell you because I think you'll really like these. So the first one is called a Zodiac Cup. So its astrological and planetary symbols are all contained within the inside of these cups and the saucer sets, which allow the readers to combine astrology in their tea readings. What? Yeah. Super cool. The next one is playing card cups. So you want to incorporate some cardiomancy with your tassiomancy? Well, 
then you can have these playing card cups. So it's uh, cardiomancy is the divination of using playing cards. Um, and these cups and saucer sets have card imagery, which allow you to mix the two together as well. That's cool. Okay. And the last one is symbol cups. So these cups and saucer sets are like having basically like an interpretation cheat sheet built into your yeah. cup, really. So many of the most common Intasiography symbols are incorporated into the sets for really handy references. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So while these cups and saucer sets may add some aesthetic or possibly interpretive value to your experience, all you really need to get started is a plain white cup and tea leaves. <laughs> no fancy yeah. equipment required. <laughs> you know? Okay. So yeah. it might not seem like it, but the cups are super important in the art of tassiography. Uh, so the handle. The handle of the teacup is the energy conduit that connects the physical and the abstract realm together in the cup. It okay. is also the south point of the compass. So it acts as the south point. If you think of it as a compass, the handle will act as the south point. Um, Interesting. Okay. It, it represents the querent. And what the querent is, we'll get into it a little bit later in the episode, but the querent is whoever is asking the question or receiving the reading. Yeah. Wh whoever the answer seeker is, right? Yeah. So it, the handle represents the querent. Um, in astrology, it represents the fourth house, which governs the home and family. And it's also located at the exact same position of the astrological chart as oh, the okay. handle of the cup. Yeah. So if you're mixing them together, like if you're really into astrology and tassiomancy, you can put them all together, right? Yep. Um, the tea leaves near the handle can represent events relative to the querent's immediate surroundings. Tea leaves directly across from the handle can symbolize external issues and outside influences. And tea leaves nearest the handle, nearest to the handle, represent the greatest chance of being fulfilled. So the closer to the handle, the more likely something is to be fulfilled. Okay. Yeah. So cool. next is the rim of the cup. So this part of the cup represents the present. So it leaves in this area. Any leaves in this area indicate more immediate time frame. So the closer to yeah. the rim, the more immediate time frame. Closer to the bottom, further away. Um, sides mm -hmm. of the cups. Uh, this part of the cup represents the near future, events that are not immediate but not too far away. So kind of in the middle. And the bottom is distant future. Okay. Right? So every yeah. part of the cup is representative of something different during the reading. Mm -hmm. So number three is preparing your tea. So we talked a lot about this in our last episode as well. The preparation of tea, putting your intention into it, understanding that like you can be very elemental in this portion of your magic, right? And we talked a lot about how, especially in Japanese and Chinese culture, the idea of like this transference of energy or that the tea is representative and has a piece of every single thing that's come into contact with it up until the point that it's consumed, right? Yeah. So again, you can go back to our last episode and if you're really interested in the preparation of the tea, we have a lot of really great information there. But just for the purpose of this episode, I'm going to keep it real brief. <laughs> a little cliff notes version yeah so um making a cup of tea with uh the intention of reading the leaves is about the simplest cup of tea you're ever going to make simply choose your loose leaf tea right so once you've picked the tea that you want to use you're going to place a teaspoon of leaves directly into your cup add hot water let the leaves steep for a few minutes leave the tea in the cup no need to strain or infuse because we want the tea leaves to really like soak up all the water get nice and full and then you're going to yeah. drink it right so that's super simple in terms of preparation. If you want to know more about like magical preparation and intention setting during it, last episode has tons of great info on that. Mm -hmm. So the next step is the ritual. So the actual ritual of tassiography, right? Okay. 
So there are many ways to perform tea rituals, as we talked about last episode as well. Today, we're, I'm going to share with you John Harney. Um, he is a master tea blender for Harney and Sons Master Tea Blenders. And he is a highly decorated tassiographer where he has done thousands of tea readings. And this is his ritual. Okay, cool. Yeah. So um, again, the querent, because I'm going to use that word quite often, is the person who is seeking answers. The one with the query. The one with the query. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) So first, John says it's important for the querent to clear their mind while drinking the tea. So you've got everything prepped. The tea is in front of you. Full clear mind, right? Um, You need to focus on the specific questions you have. So same thing like with tarot, right? You ask to clear your mind, really imagine what you're asking the deck, what putting your intentions, setting yourself up, like really focus on what answer it is you're looking for, right? Yeah. Um, John says, if you have very general questions, it's going to result in a much more general or vague answer, whereas the more highly focused or in tuned your questions are or detailed they are, the more detailed the reading will be. Okay, makes sense. Yep. Yeah. So um, he also says if someone else is reading the tea leaves after the querent has finished drinking the tea, that person is called the reader. Yeah. So you can do two things. One of two things. You can either read your own leaves or you can have somebody read your leaves for you. Right. Yeah. Um, a querent can also be the reader of their own tea leaves. But if you are not experienced at reading symbols, it's best to seek out someone who is a proficient tassiographer. Yeah. You know, as, absolutely. as with all things. Leave it to the professionals. so you're going to drink the tea and leave a very small amount of liquid at the bottom of the cup along with the leaves and then the following ritual should be conducted one hold the cup in your left hand the querent will slowly swirl the teacup from left to right the person who is seeking the answers to their questions must be the person who does this so whether it can't be the reader it has to be the querent right so you're going to swirl the cup before they drink it or after mid drink after after so you're going to drink it leave the smallest amount of liquid you're going to hold the cup in your left hand swirl it left to right then still using the left hand invert the cup upside down onto the saucer and leave it upside down for about a minute then okay turn the cup right side up using the handle and positioning the handle due south Inside the cup, you'll see the tea leaves stuck to the cup in various places and in various shapes, sizes, yada, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And that is the ritual. Then it comes to reading the leaves, which is like the final step of all of this. So the ritual very much is about how you drink it. Then after you're done drinking it, what to do with it to prep it to be read. Mm -hmm. So reading the leaves. At this point... The reader will carefully observe the leaves in the cup, gently turning it to get a good look at the leaves from all angles. Reading tea leaves can seem daunting to a beginner, but with practice, you'll be getting, you'll get the hang of it. So don't okay. worry if at first glance, it only looks like a bunch of wet leaves stuck to the side of a cup. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So over many centuries of tassiography, um, it has been noted that there are over 150 classical symbols that have been cataloged in tassiography. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it takes time and patience to master the art. There's a lot of things to look for. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot like of things shit. open to interpretation. <laughs> so yeah. If you're really, really interested in learning how to read tea leaves, though, there's two books I'm going to recommend, which I can link. Both are available to buy on Amazon for a pretty reasonable price if you're really interested. Um, 
The first one is called Tea Leaf Reading for Beginners by Carolyn Dow. It's a really helpful resource for getting started. And then if you're a little bit more practiced and you're really getting into tassiography, there is a book called Reading Tea Leaves. And it was authored in 1881 by an unknown author who is only referred to as the Highland Seer. And it is the oldest book written in English on the subject of tassiography and is still considered today the definitive book on the art form. The Highland Seer. Yeah. Cool. Wow. Hey? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And it's available on Amazon. <laughs> Technology, I tell you. Yeah. What a time to be alive. <laughs> what a time. So to finish off our episode here, we're going to go through some classical symbols and just kind of talk about them a little bit. Do it. Okay. So common, the most common symbols people see are animals, letters, objects, and numbers, right? Yeah, things we are most familiar with. Exactly. So animals. So these can be things like birds, for example. So birds will represent freedom, travel, news coming to you, right? A fish okay. is considered very lucky. An elephant could represent good health and longevity, whereas a bee will indicate that you're about to be very busy. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Butterflies are symbols of fate. Cats are messages to beware of secrets coming to light. And a dog is indicative of a good friend or somebody or loyalty in your life. So so not the grim. Not the grim. <laughs> no. <laughs> not the grim. <laughs> that's death <laughs> and then lastly there's an angel which means you're protected or watched over oh, okay yeah so letters letters generally are taken to represent someone with that initial right yeah so look for figures around the letter or even faces to try and decipher who it could be typically letters will be in conjunction with other things Right. So it could be like a letter and an animal or a letter and an object or like you would look at the leaves surrounding the letter to really get an indicator of who it's referencing. Yeah. Like if I saw if I saw like an F and a cat, I'd be like, oh, some something's about to come to light with Felicia. Yeah. Could be. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or you see an F and a dog and you're like, that's my bitch. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Double. That's yeah. right. <laughs> right. Um, together with other images, you can try and piece together a story with letters, yeah. right? So kind of exactly what we talked about. Um, next is objects. So many of these symbols are quite self-explanatory, like when you actually look up their meanings in some of these books. So like, for example, like a cross is typically indicative of like a blockage or a crossroads or like a intervention of some kind, yeah. right? Yep. Um, a heart representing new love or harmonious relationships, uh, a light bulb or a candle can be indicative of new ideas or insight coming to you. Mm -hmm. uh, a bed can represent the need to rest. <laughs> Holly. <laughs> um, the sun is always a symbol of success and happiness entering your life, whereas apples can represent knowledge. Okay. Um, if you see like a kite or a, ho or a horseshoe, it's like telling you to make a wish, right? Like the the divine is in your favor. Make a wish. Put it out there. It's a good time oh, yeah. for you to ask for something, right? Cool. cool a cool. dagger, a knife, a sword, they're all representative of danger, right? Mm -hmm. um, often tea leaves will arrange themselves simply in lines or dots. And lines can indicate a journey being chained together or depending on the thickness, it can tell you how long that journey is going to be or how hard oh, that journey is going to be. Whereas dots can foretell upcoming or increased flurry of activities. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then lastly, we have numbers. So often numbers are said to indicate time. So it can be time surrounding the messages uh, of how long it'll take to come to fruition can be days, weeks, months, um, even years, depending on the cup that they're in or the arrangement within the cup that they're in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then I have a list of a bunch of other random fun little symbols I picked out. Um, yeah. So like, okay, cool. So an anchor is prosperity and business and stable romantic relationships. However, oh, okay, I like that. Right. However, if yeah. the anchor is really cloudy or like oh. kind of disjointed it could mean like the opposite that your anchor is fading it's not really Makes there sense. yeah um circles are money right um oh, bigger okay, circles mean represents coins that would yeah assume. yeah yeah or it can also mean um like uh, in terms of quantity the bigger the circle is more the smaller the circle is less right oh, so okay. if you see a circle yeah. with another symbol it can be lots of or little of right mm, okay um clover is good luck right typical yep. um you have a dragon, which I thought was cool because I don't know if I would ever see a dragon in tea leaves, but I thought it was cool, which is uh, indicative of large and sudden changes in your life. <laughs> okay. It's really, it, honestly, it's kind of cool to see the similarities between tassiomancy and uh, other forms of divination, such as tarot, right? Oh, like, absolutely. Right? Like, right, you like think I mean, like a dragon. Okay. We can compare the dragon to like the tower in tarot. Yep. Where it is large, it's imposing, it's fiery. Yeah. Just like the tower. Absolutely. Right? Big change. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Very new, cool. New things are happening. Uh, yeah. Same thing with like knives, right? Knife, swords, daggers. Conflict. Yep. Always. Yep. Which is always indicative of the swords, right? Then you've got mm -hmm. coins. We've got circles, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? No, exactly. Yeah. It's super interesting. Um, mountains are powerful friends, or if there are many mountains, it could be powerful enemies. So typically Ooh. mountains in singular mean like a friendship or like a person, a bond. And then mul multiple mountains are enemies or people working against you. Interesting. Um, mushrooms, which I, you know, your girl loves mushrooms. Yeah. Um, sudden separation of lovers following a fight. That is a surprising correlation. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Girl, Sam, I was like, what? Is it because fungus is like the silent but deadly type? You know? I have no idea. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't see how that correlates, but okay. <laughs> Me neither. But I'm like, okay. <laughs> Um, a pig is typically, um, jealous friends. Oh, okay. Uh, reptile is arguments. So if you see like lizards, things like that, arguments, scissors are breakups or illnesses. Mm. Um, a snake is a bad omen. So that's the grim. Oh, okay. Are snakes. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, trees are good luck, prosperity. Um, and then the last two I thought were just really cool because I was like, these are fun. But an umbrella is difficulty or annoyance. Oh. And the last one is a unicorn, which means a scandal's coming. <laughs> oh, a unicorn means scandal? Yeah. I love it. So do I. That's why oh. I wanted to leave it till last. I was like, that's great. <laughs> so yeah, so those are all of the symbols. So yeah, today was just kind of all about tassiography, what it is, how to practice it. And again, like we, I've said many times in the episode, divination is such a unique experience for every person for every practitioner so like just because i read you the the way john does it doesn't mean that yeah, that yeah. is the only way to do it no no yeah. there's a, never there's never one set hard and fast way to do anything no. in the realm of spirituality and and the occult and mysticism it's all different methods of practicing and and it's just i don't know we've said it before we've said it a hundred times 
Yeah, yeah. Methodology. Yeah, methodology is going to change, right? Like, yeah. if you want to be very, very traditional and you want to experience that traditionality that is like, you know, probably passed down from generation to generation, yeah, then go find a Romani tassiographer. You're going to yeah. get the most quote unquote authentic or traditional experience in that way. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that somebody who's really interested in the art of tea in all forms, the magic of tea in all forms, isn't capable of doing something like this for themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like I kind of said at the beginning of the episode here, but, you know, it's very much at minimum, it's a way to connect with your intuition and your own, like, internal guidance, right? So Mm -hmm. if you're a beginner and you're like, oh, my God, I'm not, like, I can't do this, just give it a shot, right? Give it a shot. When we first started reading tarot, I was like, fuck me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'll never get this fully rely very heavily on my book i can get the overall arching themes when i read when i pull a, a set now but um but but back in the day I, I like i don't know i still very heavily lean on that book so. yeah, yeah 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 same i like i do my oracle cards like almost daily now and i still like have to I, look at meanings i still have to look at meanings sometimes like i kind of get the general gist of things mm-hmm. and i'm like ooh yeah interpret the photo interpret the picture and da, 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 right but then there's mm-hmm. times where i'm like what does this actually mean yeah yeah right so no exactly yeah beginning like practicing anything and starting anything can seem so daunting and overwhelming especially when you're talking about something that has a history that's like i don't know thousands of fucking years old well exactly (laughs) exactly yeah right i like we've said it so many fucking times here but Honestly, like this is how I felt when we first started this podcast where I was like, oh, dude, I'm never going to know nothing. I know. (laughs) I know. It's just it's there's so much. It's borderline overwhelming. So yeah. Yeah. Like the amount I've probably read. I don't know. At this point, like probably 30 to 40 different like occult books, not to mention like hundreds of articles and blogs and blah 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 right and yep. uh, and still like if somebody was like would you consider yourself like well-versed i'd be like no no <laughs> no no yeah. we're always learning no we, i very much would consider myself uh, a beginner in everything i do right now so same ditto same i'm i'm a beginner but i'm an enthusiastic beginner <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah yeah right so if you're if you're really interested in the art form of tea um yeah give it a try i think it's super cool i think it's a lot of fun i think it's a great way to like i don't know connect with yourself but also get like a fantastic cup of tea out of it yeah (laughs) Yeah. right why not and if nothing else tea is great for you it has Mm -hmm. amazing health benefits um and it also just makes you feel fucking warm and good inside so like indulge Well, and also, you know, why not just take a moment for yourself, you know? Yeah. Do you know how many times I love to just, like, sit in silence and drink a cup of tea and I'm like, okay, I feel better. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah. I'm that way with coffee, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I would be, but I'd drink so much caffeine that I wouldn't function in a day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I saw a video on TikTok of... uh, my caffeine and my Vivans meeting in my stomach to make me a half functional <laughs> human being. And it was like the 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 penguins from Madagascar doing their line dance. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's me. That's me. I see you. That's me. <laughs> oh, wait, I just have the opposite reaction. My anxiety spirals out of control. And my heart yeah. rate... <laughs> Dude, the last time I really had to cut down, not to get off topic here, but I had to really cut down on coffee because not that long ago, I was like, 
I had way too much coffee and my heart didn't feel very good and I was like jittery and chaotic. And you know me, I speak fucking fast on a good day and I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of like erratic on a good day. And I was sitting there and my Apple Watch was like, have you started a workout? And I checked my heart rate. I was at 186 BPM. Oh, yeah. Sitting. Nice. <laughs> Resting heart rate was full-blown workout. And I was like, bro, I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> That's what happened to me when I uh, sent you that text message oh so long ago. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you started a workout? <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I think you're having a heart attack. It didn't even ask me if I started a workout. It just was like, warning, your heart rate has increased significantly while you have been still. Like, I know. Uh, and it's so really stressed out. It's fine. It's so funny. Just to, really quickly. It's so funny because you were so stressed out about it. And then I like, I think I had like the best response. <laughs> Where I was yeah. just like, cool, thank you so much for telling me. I need a couple days to digest, but like, I'm really glad you talked to me about this. And you're probably like, <laughs> oh, fuck, that went way better than I thought it would. I was, I like, was borderline dumbfounded. I'm like, um, mm, mm. <laughs> um, actually, what I thought I was like, oh, I really pissed her off. <laughs> I pissed her off so bad that she doesn't even want to say anything right now. <laughs> You know what? It was probably a little column A, a little column B. That was my immediate reaction was like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Me, I'm like, I'm trying to be a healed adult. (laughs) And meanwhile, I'm like, she just needs time to put together whatever she's going to say to destroy me. always go to the worst place in yeah. our own brains that's exactly <laughs> it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh that's so funny and here we are like two years later fucking as leaves my friend and better than ever right <laughs> back 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 again <laughs> oh man yeah speaking of back again i am almost through crescent city too what the fuck okay we need to take this whole conversation offline okay sorry i'm so jacked now (laughs) (laughs) oh my god dude you're Uh, literally reading my favorite book series to date ever oh good good but you know what else i would love to read Hmm. you know what else i would love to read is it maybe people's spooky stories it is people's spooky stories. Girl, how'd I know? How did you know? I it's don't like, know. It's like you're in my brain. It's like you say this every fucking episode. Get out of my head. Yeah. So please um, make Holly stop begging you. Send, and send us your spooky stories. Please. Adam, send your spooky stories. Yeah. We're just going to start calling people out by name now. We know who some of you out are. right now because he told me on Saturday, he's like, I really got to write those spooky stories into you. And here, here's your sign, Adam. Adam. A-D-A-M. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> I know you're probably driving to work right now listening to this. When you get there, write your spooky story. Yeah. Fucking do it. Take a minute. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. It's Holly's birthday almost. You asshole. Actually, by the time this comes out, oh yeah, but yeah, it's almost my birthday, Adam. Yeah, you're just gonna you're gonna do a girl dirty like that. 
Give me a birthday present with spooky stories. Spooky stories. And that goes for every other one of you listeners. It's almost Holly's birthday. Please make her birthday wishes come true by sending us a spooky story. Yes. Break her little heart. Break her cold little heart if you don't. It will. It really will. (laughs) Well, in the meantime, y'all, stay spooky. Woo!